Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, welcome back to the show. Dustin's final. It's an exciting show. It is. We have uh, we have information. We have stories, and we have final <laughs> records. We have information. <laughs> information. If you're That's looking for information, look no further. Show. This is your, we have information. People don't know. Like we give them stuff about music. They don't know. They they're not. Yeah. They don't think about, or they forgot, or you know. We're, uh, yeah, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's talking about what we're talking about. Yeah, some, some of these albums, people are like, "What?" Some of these songs, people are like, "Who?" Who? Yeah. Because what? we're all like, "We know stuff that you don't know." Right? Yeah, that that's yeah, that's basically Adam. I <laughs> stuff I know, I just looked up right before the show. So <laughs> I learn a lot because uh, yeah. I do the same yeah. thing. Yeah. And I read up about the bands. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and then Adam just says this whole thing. And you're like, okay, all right, stop showing off. <laughs> um, let's bring him in. Our other host, uh, yeah. Mr. Fantastic, He's got his Pink Floyd shirt on, Dark Side of the Moon. Give it up for Adam Holtz, everybody. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, the three of us, man. It's just Daddy left us, so it's just the three of us. Right. <laughs> he, he went on to join the circus and sing songs. So, uh, yeah, he's uh, missing out. You know, Jeff. Uh, you know, our other host. He left us for uh, a career on singing on Broadway. So <laughs> he wanted to be a chorus girl. So uh, I support his decision. I think it's uh, it's good. It's exciting. He's singing. That's so funny. We got to get some. Uh, you're going to go on Sunday, right? Check him out. Hopefully. Adam. Hopefully. Yeah. I, I should see if I should, uh, if I could take some video of it, too. Please get some illegal footage. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's dancing in this one, right? Of course yeah. he is. He's dancing. He's singing. He's, he's yeah, he's a regular Chario. What was her name? Charo? Chario? Charo, Char- Char- right? Charo. 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 Was what it. is she like? Coochie, coochie. Like that? Is that what she did? Yeah. She danced and sang. Who else is a singing, dancing person? Fred Astaire. Fred Astaire. Yeah. Fred Astaire. Yeah. Prince. He can sing and dance. Michael Jackson, obviously. James oh, yeah. Brown. James yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Who else she got? Anthony. Lady Gaga. Does she dance? She I dances. think she dances. Beyonce dances. Madonna was a good song and dance. Yeah. I'm just okay. trying to keep it going. Janet Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who else? Paula Abdul. She used to sing and dance. <laughs> she did. She did sing and dance. Uh, so until we run out, Adam hasn't thought of one. Like I know. I'm still trying to think. Um, let's see. I think that's it. That's oh, that, that's <laughs> Those it. Those are all the people who've ever danced <laughs> in the history of dance. If we've ran out, then that's all there ever was. That's, that's how the show works. Alvin Ailey. Alvin and the Chipmunks. Alvin and the Chipmunks. They got. They did a little. They did a little bit of this. Yeah, we got the Muppets. Hey. The Muppets dance. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did, yeah. They dance. They did with a hand up their butt. How hard is you know how hard that is? <laughs> <laughs> that was impossible. Well, it's gonna be a weird show, guys. I have no energy, <laughs> so you're gonna have to carry us. I need you to step up, Anthony. You're gonna All right, you need to step up. Holland Oates. Did they dance? No, they didn't dance. Boo. Boo. Come on, you could do better. Hollow <laughs> <laughs> notes. They didn't dance. They played guitar and bass. They didn't dance. Yeah, but they must have been like feeling it. They like, moved uh, around. That's not dancing. Dancing is when it's, you know, a dance. It's choreographed. It's like, you know, it's like spinning around and stuff. Not just like ooh. moving with the guitar. How about Kip Winger? He used to do a like a, a spin kick while he was no. playing bass. Nope. Totally different. That's ah, that's just that's just heavy metal movement. That's totally different. Okay, all right, that's, all right. It's just people getting into it, but that's not you know metal is not notorious for any sort of dancing or glam rock or whatever that would be called. Somebody's got to come along and create a metal dance. I mean, David Lee Roth kind of danced, I guess. Kind of. Oh, yeah. Would you say he danced? I think I, I would say he danced. Axl Rose yeah. danced a little bit. He, which he took from uh, Davy Jones, I believe. Nice. Similar similar moves. I think I heard him say that he took those moves. Now he just kind of uh, stands there and hopes he doesn't die. <laughs> <laughs> and he was That's... on a chair. He was on a chair for a long time because he yeah, broke his he? foot or something. Oh. He had, he had the Dave Grohl chair that Dave, yeah. that Dave Grohl used, and then he just kind of like slipped around it's like yeah he doesn't look too good now it's that thing where they just get too much plastic surgery and stuff man it's like it's too much just put on sunglasses that's what you do and just relax put on a, he, well, he's got the hat but put on sunglasses <laughs> 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 automatically look hip right look at this that's, yeah that's, I mean, it's that's a pretty that's that a pretty sweet hat thanks buddy that's what we do you wear hats you get a sweet hat you get a fun t-shirt and you're good you don't have to get plastic surgery that makes you look like a dolphin like stop (laughs) (laughs) just look weird dude stop doing that rock stars don't get it it's like stop you know you don't and like madonna you see madonna lately oh my gosh it's it's terrifying it's terrifying it's a lot of work it's terrifying a lot it's like you know it's like it doesn't it doesn't make you look better it just makes you look weird it's like, it doesn't help that she's also doing a lot of weird stuff. Well, that I don't mind. Line. That's Madonna. She should do weird <laughs> stuff, but she doesn't have to look like that while she's doing it. Like you, could, <laughs> you know what I mean? Iggy Pop, like he looks old, but he still looks cool. It's like he just, it's you know, he still takes his shirt off, but it's like it's not like he got his boobs done. You know, it's like he takes his <laughs> shirt off, and he's like still Iggy Pop, even though it's pretty pretty leather and ragged you know he still it still looks better than if he'd try to like fix himself yeah but i don't know i just i just can't get it and rock stars need to age out and in a, a certain way i don't know like keith richards man that guy ain't think done and he's <laughs> he's still cool as shit he's got the cigarette and the freaking headband he, you know it's the same 
It's not, you know what I mean? It doesn't look weird. It's weird yeah. that he's still alive. That's weird. <laughs> but it's, but he looks, you know what I mean? He doesn't, it just, it looks good. It's like old rocker. Like instead of like, you know, like space alien, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. just, thing that it just looks weird. It's too much. It's too much, Anthony. I gotta tuck you out of getting it done. I know you're gonna. Get some... <laughs> oh, I'm getting everything <laughs> face done. Lift. You need I'm a getting, facelift. I'm getting a whole new face. I'm actually gonna cut off the entire head, put a new head on. Nice. I like that. That would be fun. I have somebody I could actually get along with. Um, <laughs> <all right. laughs> Can I pick the new head? Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I insist. I, I interview four people for your head. <laughs> What kind of head you got? I haven't so, picked them. Well, I haven't picked the, the heads yet. And picked a head. All right. I think uh, who's that baseball player? He had a. He's got a head lying around. Somewhere. Oh, Ted Williams. Yeah, Ted Williams. Got a head. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Williams' head on Anthony Gaffer's body. I mean, that's <laughs> that's something right there. You play a little baseball. I think it would work. Yeah, I used to play when I was like ten years old. <laughs> you know, glory days, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should get back into it. There might be some tryouts, you know. Yeah. Well, it turns out my favorite part was just after the games when you get pizza. So I could just do that. Yeah, that was the best part. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time. Um, I think I had like a uh, soccer game, and uh, and we had a pizza party. And it was like Chuck E. Cheese, and I had poison ivy all over my face, and so like nobody would hang out with me. Like, and and I had a really good soccer game because all the kids would like come up close and see my face, and just kind of go the other way. So I'd be <laughs> kicking the ball by myself <laughs> down the field. But I remember the pizza party, being, the pizza party being traumatizing. I was just like in, in alone. We like won the game, and I was like eating pizza by myself. <laughs> nobody, nobody wanted to catch poison ivy. Yeah. I got a sad life, Anthony. I got a sad life. Uh, Adam, so uh, you did some workouts in Salt Lake City. That's exciting. <laughs> yep. Did you go to, yeah. did you go to any record stores yet? Or are you going to just keep acting like you almost did? Yeah, almost. Did? <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Right. And I was out right. there for, what, six weeks. And uh, I, I kept wanting to get to Diabolical Records. And um, yeah. I, I felt like the only day I could get there was Sundays. The day was closed. Mm, so I never got, right. to, never got to make yeah. it out there. A lot of yeah, a lot of religious people out there. It's like a oh, Chick Fil A, yeah. Chick Fil A of record stores. Right, <laughs> they don't open. I went to a Record Parlor uh, today. Actually, um, it's fun. I was on the road. I was in Alabama and Jacksonville. Wow, I tell oh. you, this country is. Ooh, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you go out there, you're like, okay, I'm never gonna complain about L.A. ever again. Um. But uh, yeah, so I'm back. So, you know, went to the record store, Lacey and I checked it out. Got a couple of things. I uh, got this. Uh, this is Charlie Bird. Uh, I don't know if you like uh, jazz guitar, but this is kind of, uh, you know, I've heard a little bit and whatnot. And, you know, it's kind of one of those where, you know, you go to the jazz section, and you're like, I don't really have that. I don't have, because I like to get different sounds that I don't have in jazz. You know, I feel like. Yeah. You know, you all go through a trumpet phase or, jazz, or you know, saxophone or whatever. I think the only jazz instrument that I have a very hard time with, and it really, it, it will make me kind of hurt people when I hear it, is um, I'm not a fan of the xylophone. I don't think that should have oh. ever been introduced into the jazz world. And you hear it a lot. And you're just like, dude, with the jazz, with the, with the xylophone, bro. Doom, 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 
I feel like it's Fisher Price. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. an, an adult shouldn't be playing a xylophone. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of modern jazz. Like I don't like modern jazz. I don't like like hip modern jazz. It just drives me crazy. I want the old shit. I want some fifties, sixties. Yes, um, I feel so, like that about country music too. Country and jazz, they had it right. Yeah. There's no need to update it. There's some good new country. There's some good stuff that's happening now. Some outlaw country that's happening now. I mean, Chris Stapleton is is fantastic, and you know, Sturgill Simpson and all that. Mm -hmm. There's some good stuff, but it's it's you know, it's a it's a nice it's a nice direction that country's going. But it's you know, it's outlaw country, and you know, like you might find some good new rock. You'll find some good new country, but most of the co the country you're talking about, country music, is bad from like, you know, maybe like the you know late '90s, 2000 stuff is pretty bad, but. You know, you'll somebody will sneak in there and get something good like Dwight or somebody. But uh, anyway, Charlie Bird, uh, Let It Be is, is the name of this. Uh, I assume um, this is the Beatles cover, but I have no idea. I haven't I haven't listed. Oh, it is. OK, it's all covers. All right. That's interesting. So it's uh, Let It Be, Bridge Over Troubled Water, which is great. All this stuff is great. You know, I really love uh, covers that are instrumental. I think that's yeah. one of my favorite things, yep. you know, is when it's just like a cover and it's like a you know, acoustic guitar or whatever. So um, this, I believe, is a uh, yeah, I believe he's plugged in. But uh, yeah, so it's exciting. Nice. Nice is right, Bubba's. <laughs> and then another band. I would say, you know, we always on the show, especially when Jeff was around, we would always uh, talk about underrated music, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fact that he said mm -hmm. Pat Benatar is underrated is still one of the most phenomenal things of all time. <laughs> <laughs> that that he would say that with a straight face and mean it like she was huge we can't get away from her she's not huge and we still can't get away from her and it, you know people it's every song is oh my god i can't get away from her. so uh this is the best of mountain which i think is a great oh, band. mountain yeah, i think mountain queen mississippi right? queen uh we got uh theme for uh, an imaginary western which is great uh boys in the band uh, never in my life. All this stuff. This is the best stuff. So it's really great. You know, I'm excited about it. But uh, yeah, this is the band, man. It's like you know, once it, like they have some clips kind of going around TikTok, whatever. You know, and people, you know, don't don't even know what they look like. The you know, lead singer is just this huge fucking guy that's you know just fantastic. I forget his name. What is his name? Leslie West, uh, guitars Leslie and vocals. West. But uh, yeah, so I'm excited about this. This is like one of those jam bands. You know, the people just don't, you know, don't think about enough. The guy, the guy looks like Andre the Giant, like the, the, uh, <laughs> he, really he, does. Does. he looks like Andre the Giant. Like that's, <laughs> that's his look, which is, makes it even better. He's a big Afro, he's, he's gigantic. So, uh, if you check out some videos, but so yeah, this is cool. I'm excited to crank this up and, uh, scare the neighbors. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> Miss, Mississippi Queen is like, is one of the best, you know, jam songs. But, you know, you know, a lot of bands, jam bands you know i feel like derive a little bit from this sound you know i think they're kind of one of these bands that people don't talk about much but they've definitely um very very talented and fun and just you know just good turn up music i would call it you know sometimes you gotta crank it up so crank that's it. my that's my crank up um all right anybody have any random pulls or purchases yeah what i got, got i got uh this record at a uh a yard sale Perfect. That's the best place to get records. I, it's uh, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Nice. Relax. Relax. It's, Don't do uh, it when you want to get to it. Relax. It, it has Don't the lyrics. It. 
on the cover. Wait, where is it? I think it's a single. Oh, it's a single. Okay. Did you know that? Did you yeah. think it was a full album? Okay. It's I mean, you know, there was there wasn't much of a selection. It was just a yeah. yard sale. So I, I got it. Yeah, it's you play it's a it's a forty five, a twelve mm. inch forty five. Um and so it's there's the long version on on the A side. Yeah. And the B side has the vocal mix. I don't know. It's you know it's longer than it needs to be. I I was listening to the A side. Uh, yeah, it's you know well that was the thing. It was like uh, you know that music that came out. It was like it was like probably like a club remix. Yeah. You know it's like dance. That was a big deal. It was like everybody had their dance. You know forty fives and remixes and like yeah. twelve inch long versions and stuff. Yeah, that's I mean that's what the club scene was. You know it was just like this these cool forty five. You know twelve it's, inch. That's pretty cool. And then there's like a photo of somebody's getting their their nipple piercing uh, pulled, I oh. believe. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, wow. pulling the pulling when the nipple that, ring. What's the what's the date on that? Like eighty two or something? Eighty eighty four? <clears throat> Probably eighty. I'm gonna this say eighty four. It's eighty three. Ah, good. You were very close. close. Very close. Um, yeah, that song was everywhere. That song. Was oh just, yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't Great go song. anywhere without hearing that song. Relax, don't do it when you want to get to it. Yeah, that was a big one. Whew. All right. Oh, that's our show, everybody. Yeah, and let's our... go. We got to go. Oh, I ran out of We're steam. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we did two songs today. We did um, we did a song, a uh, new song. You know, I always want to do the new songs. You know, something that's out now. It, is, it can be a cover. It can be whatever. Just something that's fresh, you know. And then also... Um, you know, a song that came out when you were born, which, uh, wow, I didn't realize that I'm, I'm the oldest guy in the group now, the Jeff's gone. <laughs> so <laughs> when I was doing that, I was like, wow, okay. Woo, guess we're revealing a lot on this show. But, uh, so, uh, so yeah, so we did that. Anthony, let's start with you. What's, uh, let's start with your, um, the year you were born song. Okay. Um, so I picked a song by the Minutemen. Um, I picked, um, it's called This Ain't No Picnic and it's on the, uh, the album's called, uh, Double Nickels on the Dime. It's a double album. Uh, and it's, it's on the Rolling Stone top, uh, 500 albums. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, considered to be a, a masterpiece. Um, and uh, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Minutemen, but most people probably recognize another song on this album uh, called Corona, which is the theme song to Jackass, mm. all the Jackass uh, movies and the TV show. Um, but so this uh, it's a double album that they recorded. And um, I didn't know this about the song. So this, the song is about like a kind of working class uh, kind of guy, you know, just working his life away or whatever but i didn't know um it's also kind of touches on um racism because mm. apparently the uh um d boone the singer who wrote the song um i don't know what his day job was but he was not allowed to listen to jazz music while he was working because his boss um didn't uh didn't like it because it was uh he considered it to be music for black people but he didn't 
say it like that. Uh, use some some language, some racist language. Uh, so the song is about uh, you know working class and whatever. Mm. A little bit of touching on a little bit of racism and um, so it's uh, I don't know. It's a, I, I like it. I like the whole album. I yeah. like the Minutemen. There, it's a uh, punk, but they mm -hmm. there's some there's some jazz. Uh, there's some kind of funk influence. You know, they're they were good musicians. Yeah, Minutemen. Were you conceived of this song? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> I might have been. I don't know if it came out early in the year. I came yeah. a little later. Yeah, this is kind of one of those bands that, you know, it's like you know them, but you don't know them, you know? It's mm -hmm. like kind of like the Kinks or something. Like you're just yeah. certain, there's certain bands where you're like, okay, I know this music and the sound is familiar and they sound great and I should know who they are and whatever. But yeah, I didn't, you know, I'd heard, I knew the name and I knew the, you know, the music, but I didn't know them together as one and, you know, yeah. not a lot of history behind it on my end. But, but yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it's it has that weird kind of, you know, early punk stuff which is the you know some of the best music is like when punk was forming itself yeah you know, when it was kind of like not a label yet and people were just like because once punk became a label then people just try to do what you know everybody else was doing and so this is the stuff that's you know experimental and raw and weird and you know and just more you know a little more talented when it comes to you know the music itself you know because i think you know punk somehow said hey the genre became hey it doesn't matter if we can play you know and it does mm -hmm. you know it so, does yeah <laughs> so, and bands like this yeah. i think it, it shows what you can do and you kind of think outside the the box a little bit because they they sort of yeah. fit into the punk scene they sort of fit into the hardcore scene but they also yeah. didn't well it's like the clash you know some people yeah. consider them you know, a punk band, some consider them, you know, something else. And, you know, it's they're not just one thing. I think they, they hit a lot of, you know, different things because because of how intricate the music is, you know. It's, yeah. It's not just one beat and one thing, you know. Uh, Adam, you seem like you're a Minuteman guy. Oh, yeah. Minuteman. Minuteman. Yeah, this was uh, a <clears throat> uh, Double Nickels and the Dime is such a great album. It's actually uh, in the title is a play on uh, I Can't Drive 55. Oh right, yeah, I forgot. I wanted to. I wanted to right. mention that. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But yeah, this uh, is um, the Hagar song. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was so. Um, double nickels, I guess, in trucker slang, is uh, you know uh, fifty-five. So okay. double nickels on the dime means driving exactly fifty-five. Ah, so gotcha. they were because it's. Uh, I think the thing was. Sammy Hagar was like making a big deal about being a rebel or whatever, but his music was like, you know, pretty tame. So they their their thing was they're gonna drive fifty five, but they're gonna make weird music. Gotcha. And then the album cover is uh, the singer T Boone driving on the uh, you know driving towards San Pedro, um, okay. which is where they're from. So Hagar uh, came out LA. with. With fifty five first, right? And then yeah, and then okay. and then this was a, a sort of response to that. Gotcha. Um, I don't know what year. I'm, I don't know what year the uh, Hagar song came out. Eighties, probably eighty two or something. But this is eighty four. I don't know if I said that. This came out in nineteen eighty four. Okay. So. And so, Adam, you uh, what else? Oh, um, <clears throat> yeah. This is um, 
Well, first, I, I didn't realize that there was the, the racial component to this ain't no picnic. Uh, but now yeah. I, I see it there, especially with, you know, I refuse to be a slave is one of the lines. Um, the song actually kind of it ties into um, uh, the, the new music band that I have uh, uh, later on. They have a song very, very kind of similar to this and with the same kind of uh, DIY uh, punk uh, ethos that the Minutemen have, which, um, you know, that was one of the great things about them, especially... Um, uh, you know, like the the really famous line from History Lesson Part Two on that album with uh, "Our band could be our could be your life." Um, yeah, and that was the, the whole thing is that you could kind of identify with them. Uh, but great, I mean, great song. It's a great, great album. And uh, I mean, unfortunately, it's like one of the great uh, rock tragedies that this was uh, D Boone's last album. He died the following year in a car crash. Yeah. And they were just they, their last tour was with R.E.M. R.E.M. Yeah. loved them, and they were starting to uh, to get some buzz, a little more mainstream buzz. But uh, yeah, but then then uh, then it then it ended. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> and then it ended then it ended all right just okay like that particular segment there perfect <laughs> just ended everybody got sad um what do you Reg- think what do i think what i don't know say? i told you i liked it but oh, you, you know, liked it? Oh, yeah okay. we talked about it. i already did my thing i did my <laughs> thing up top what'd you think i just said it i thought it was okay <laughs> you thought it was okay no, that was good. It's like I said, it's the early punk, the sound. Yeah, I yeah, said yeah. all that shit. What are you talking about? I said that. That's, I just, I, like I did my thing up top. Yeah, yeah. You trying to, you trying to make it weird? You trying to fight yeah, me when weird. I have no energy? This is the time <laughs> to fight me. Right. <laughs> you, you, could, you could probably almost take me right now. Um, very almost. Um, you don't want to do that. I'm, I'm a beast. <laughs> you could use your legs and your arms. Go ahead. I did. I uh, uh, I am notorious. Seriously, look at that weird forearm I got. Oh like, yeah, I, I'm I, not messing with that. I arm wrestle like it's a thing. Like I've thought about maybe even going professional. Like it's a thing. Like I arm wrestled a bunch of Marines in Iraq, beat them all. Wow. I've, like, I've beat Zach McGovern. I beat like all these <laughs> muscled up guys. <laughs> I beat that only you and I know. But yeah. it's like you know all these people. I I beat them. You know, just like a thing. I don't know. It's like I'm a scrappy little skinny guy. You know, I don't know. Anyway, what are we talking about? Music. <laughs> so, um, since I'm a thousand years old, my song is uh, "The Thrill Is Gone" by BB King. It was actually uh, kind of recorded and released in '69. I was born in '70, and but it was a huge hit in the '70s. Um, this is um, this is a cover, actually. Uh, most people would think that BB King um, kind of you know wrote this song because it's so BB King. And uh, but the thing is, BB can sing anything and kind of make it his own. And I feel like this is this is the song that kind of popped him into kind of, you know, more mainstream culture. 
And, uh, you know, because the blues sometimes stayed in kind of a blues circle. And I think certain people got through. And uh, this is definitely one of those songs originally written by Roy Hawkins and Dick uh, Dornell in 1951, I think. And uh, this is kind of just a, you know, it's a slow kind of, you know, minor key blues song. Like, it's just this thing where you just kind of, you know, you just start to feel it as he's going. And then BB has that that voice. And man, when he's popping on Lucille's guitar and it's just, you know, it's just such a beautiful kind of, uh, you know, and it's it's kind of and it's such a cool song in the sense of kind of what it represents you know the thrill is gone like it's over you know we've all been in those positions in life where you're with somebody and it's just like it's not exciting anymore you don't have that thing and you know so i love all the elements to it as a as lyrically but uh but when you know the breaks are in there when he's just kind of going off on guitar it's uh it's really great and uh you know it's it's my probably one of my favorite genres of music is the blues and so it's really kind of one of my favorite you know bb king songs and uh you know, and uh, yeah, appropriate that I would pick something like this song. It's, you know, the thrill is gone. As soon as I was born, the thrill is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, uh, I like BB, you know, I think BB King is, uh, you know, one of the greatest. I think he, to me, he's rock as well as blues, you know, like it's like he's really kind of this, this, this. You know, people talk about Elvis, and one good thing I like about the Elvis movie that came out this year is there's a lot of BB King footage, and you know they kind of like they take BB and and kind of represent how important he was to Elvis. They were actually friends, and you know, and a lot of the you know Elvis's time was spent watching and hanging out with BB King and stuff. And so I loved that they kind of made him an instrumental part and in kind of the evolution of rock and roll music. So. Uh, Adam, you, uh, what do you think about this? The Thrill Is Gone by BB King. Um, you know, I think this would have been, uh, this was definitely a perfect song for, it was an episode ago, we were talking about uh, breakup songs. Yes. Oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. That's um, right. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed this song. I didn't know it was a cover until until I went back and I was reading about it. I mean, B.B. King really made this his own. Yeah. I guess this became kind of a blues standard. Um, but uh, yeah, and I felt like there was a, you know, there was like a filmic kind of cinematic quality to this song too. Just the... Um, you know, just the, as you were saying before, just the, how the the lyrics for just when that relationship is is kind of dulling or or that you know it's just uh, you know time to move on and uh, uh, but yeah, it's great great song. Um, I don't know too many BB King songs outside of his uh, you know outside of the hits that he's had, but I'm definitely gonna have to check some more out. Yeah, I mean, you know, he had that. Uh... As Angel Harlem with U uh, two, remember that? Uh, oh yeah, Rattle and Hum. That was a big. That was probably a. That was a big hit. That was a big deal. I was actually at that concert, like uh, the one that's in the video or whatever. It was in Fort Worth, and I was like, you can kind of see me. There's a guy with a crutch, and I'm like next to that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if you look, you'll see a, a very young Dustin just going. I'm over this band. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> move on to bands. Um, very cool. So, Anthony, you're a guitar guy. Yeah, I I I liked it. I also I don't know a lot of BB King. Um, He's the so shit. I, what? He's the shit, man. Like, yeah, this, this guy can play. Oof. It's it's one of those. I guess probably just because he has so much stuff out. I don't know where to begin. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, I've heard a few, a few of the hits, and I'm probably the most familiar with uh, 
his, he was sampled in uh, in the '90s that um, Primitive Radio Gods. Okay. Oh yeah. Remember that band? The I forget what the song. It, it was, was standing outside a broken phone booth with with, with money in my hand. I money, money. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Um, and they sample a little BB uh, King thing for the for the chorus. Um, I mean, I've heard other stuff, but I probably heard that, heard that the most. Uh, of all the, but I, I like this. It, I didn't know it was a cover. To me, it sounded like pretty classic. Uh, what I would expect from from BB King, I liked it, and I I think it's gonna make me uh, seek out some more BB King. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're not gonna go wrong with any BB King album. It's not like he did some experimental thing, you know, like he's <laughs> doing reggae or something. Like yeah, you're just, yeah. you know, it's it's BB King. Like it's a, it's an institution. It's every song is great, you know. Um, you know, Rock Me Baby is a good one. Um, when I sing the blues, like there's just so many. Yeah, it's just kind of one of the, any live, any live BB is going to be great. Anything like that. It's, it's just because he's just, you know, it's if you love blues guitar, like it's that's what you're going to get from BB, you know, and then soulfulness, you know, yeah. on top of this great guitar player. So on a live recording, do they, does he jam a little bit more? Oh, yeah. Extended solos and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he's, uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's a you know blue. That's that's what I like about blues. It's the first jam stuff. I mean jazz too. You know, it's like this. That's the music is is meant to be celebrated as opposed to just something underneath lyrics. You know, it's like the music is just as important as the lyrics. That's what I like about you know jazz and you know especially blues. And I'm a sad guy, so I like the blues. <laughs> 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 I'm a sad boy. So sad. All right, Adam, what do you got? So I went with uh, Billy Joel's Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, 1977, wow. off of uh, wow. The Stranger, which, uh, you know, probably one of his, his better albums, one of his best albums, just front to back. I'm looking at, it, uh, looking at it right now, Moving Out, The Stranger, Just the Way You Are, Vienna, Only the Good Die Young, She's Always a Woman. It's a great, you know, front to back, great album. But this, sure. Scenes from an Italian Restaurant, is probably one of my favorite Billy Joel songs. Uh, it's, it's a... Um, it was actually influenced by, at least what he says, he was influenced by the Beatles, uh, Abbey Road, the second side of it. So the suite oh. that kind of ends. Yeah, the, the suite that ends it. And uh, and you could kind of hear that, too, in the, in the music. I mean, you have these three distinct parts to it. You have the first part, you know, a bottle of red, a bottle of white, the, um, uh, you know, him meeting up with a, a friend and reminiscing about the old days. You got the... Um, you kind of get it. You have it shift over when he talks about his life, and you have it go into this more Dixieland kind of jazz. Especially when he says, "You know, you dropped a, uh, a dime and played music from New Orleans," uh, and then you go into the most well-known part of it, which is the Brenda and Eddie, uh, the ballad of Brenda and Eddie, uh, which is you know every all of us knew uh, that kind of ideal, you know, that ideal couple when we were growing up. That everybody's like, "Ah, oh, look at how much in love they are," and then yeah. you know within like a couple of years, they're, they're gone. They're, they're, uh, um, you know, their, their best days are behind them. And, um, so here he kind of has this, uh, you know, the song about the carefree, carefree youth, just butting up against, uh, like in all the trials of adulthood and, and money, you know, how money just kind of ruins everything for the most part. But, um, and then, you know, and then it goes back to, back to the beginning, um, that that so you know you you kind of have those three different 
three different parts. It, it's, um, uh, you know, it's definitely a crowd pleaser. Like one of his um, uh, more popular live songs. It's a great karaoke song too. It's a, it's a, I feel like a song everybody knows. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's uh, like, especially off this, it's probably my favorite song of this album. Yeah, it's great. You know, um, I don't know if it's a good thing, but I guess he put Long Island on the map, you know. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just like uh, Bruce Springsteen did for Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like Anthony did for the Bronx. But um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, you know, it's like, I think this song makes you appreciate Billy Joel a little bit more. You know, I think this is definitely one of the more, you know, kind of uh, a little, a little more in depth, you know, music, musical thing happening here with the song. I didn't think it's ever going to end, to be honest with you. But it's um, it, <laughs> one of his uh, long songs. songs. Yeah, yeah, pretty long. It's like seven minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot going on. But yeah, I know, like you said, I know that you know that part with the with the you know couple and everything. But then it's like there's a lot of musically. I don't, I just don't know if there's a radio version or something. But I, I feel like there's a, a shorter version that I've heard in my life, and this seemed like yeah. You know, this this one was a little more extended, which is good. I mean, it's good. You know, it's like I like Billy Joel. I think um, I think it's like anything else. Uh, you, you hear too much of it. You get a little, you know, numb by it. But this yeah. song, I feel, is a little less played than a lot of the other hits, at least with me. And, this, you know, the stations or whatever, however, Billy Joel comes up, you know, um, usually definitely car radio, you know, is, is pretty heavy with the, uh, Billy Joel, but, uh, yeah, I like this song. I think it's good. I think it's, uh, you know, it's like I said, it just feels a little more, you know, than just the standard Billy Joel stuff, which is great, but you know, my only problem, with Billy Joel is just like, just, you know, the overplaying of people, you know, I feel like I, I, sometimes I just think I can't listen to any old music sometimes just because I feel like I just heard so much of it for so long, but I think if, you know. That, that is a good thing about radio dying that because you just don't you, you can you know what i mean like if yeah like if we listen to the radio like we used to you know then it's just like you know it's too much but now it's like you know you rarely listen to radio you know if you're in the car or something and something like billy joel just will inevitably come on a classic station but uh yeah i think it's good uh anthony you're very billy joel what's going on <laughs> yeah you, you guys know i'm not a i'm not a huge billy joel fan uh, but whenever, whenever there's a song that I, that I don't mind from Billy Joel, it's usually from this album. Um, and I, I didn't realize it was sort of, uh, taking from, uh, uh, Abbey Road. I, I, I was reminded of, uh, some of the early, uh, solo Paul McCartney stuff, like stuff on Ram, mm -hmm. like that Uncle Albert song or, oh yeah you know where it's got all these kind of movements and um this sec it's a, it's kind of like a almost like a, a little rock opera you know um i so i my favorite billy joel stuff is when it reminds me of paul mccartney and uh, and and this had a little of that <clears throat> um I, I i liked it i i don't know that i would um listen to this again on purpose but uh, <laughs> i also feel like there there has to be a shorter version because i remembered the like bottle of white or whatever i was like oh yeah i know this song and then it, it kept going and i was like what is this i don't remember this at all i just had a lot of wine of he had a lot of wine that night yeah um, so i didn't really remember it being such a long uh ambitious number but but it's cool 
Adam, how many times have you seen Billy Joel live? Uh, I saw him twice, but only once. <clears throat> once uh, I, I saw, so I went to the twelve 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 concert, the okay. uh, the one they did for Hurricane Sandy at Madison Square Garden. So it was the first time I saw ah. him. But I saw him play at uh, MSG during the the first year of his uh, his uh, huge residency, at, which is still going on too at MSG. Oh, that's awesome! I actually saw him once. Did you? What technically he was there? I was at a Paul McCartney concert at okay. Yankee Stadium, nice. and he came out. I don't know if it was an encore or just he was like a special guest. He came out, mm. played piano, sang a little bit, uh, and then uh, then he left. No, oh, that's fun. That's a nice. No, he's a he's a guy that definitely doesn't dance. He does not dance. <laughs> he does not. He came out with like a baseball cap on, and he just. You don't have to dance when you can play piano. You don't oh, have to yeah. dance. <laughs> That's the rule. You can play piano. You don't have I, th- to I think he got up with the, sh- the show I saw him at. I think he got up from the piano maybe once. Yeah, uh, he Actually, played guitar yeah. on one of the one of the songs. Oh, he did. Oh, he plays. I didn't know yeah. he played guitar. Oh, oh I cool. thought he played the guitar, but I guess he plays. <laughs> right. <the guitar>. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize, everybody. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm off today. I'm really off. All right. So, um, all right. So let's do our new songs. Um, we'll do, um, I'll go, I guess. So, so I actually picked a song. I got the t-shirt on uh, one of my favorite new blues guys. I tried it. I, I kind of did a funny, I just wanted to do my old blues and new blues, you know, kind of thing. Cause I think, um, you know, I think the kids out there, they don't, you know, they d- don't appreciate, you know, some music like the blues these days. And so I love it that Gary Clark Jr. is here for us because, you know, I feel like he's doing something that is kind of old school and kind of, you know, part of this whole BB King and buddy guy and all that stuff. And so, you know, it's important, you know, music that um, kind of is derivative from that, you know, a kind of Austin sound and, you know, kind of Mississippi and New Orleans and all that good blues sound. So Gary Clark Jr. is one of my favorite artists. Um, We've talked about him on the show a few times. Uh, I feel like he's a guy that just, you know, it's once you hear him, you're like kind of he's got kind of reincarnation of like, you know, a Jimi Hendrix type or, you know, kind of a just B.B. King, even, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, This song is Vehicle. um, And it's actually (laughs) it's part of the Minion soundtrack that uh, animated, you know, Pixar thing. Which is so funny because these guys, it's like, you know, the Struts had that song and that, you know, sing along to or whatever. And it's it's funny because I think these guys are like, you know, they're out there jamming because uh, I actually met somebody um, that's a touring. Uh, she's uh, she's called Boyfriend. She's an artist. And she, uh, you know, she has a couple of uh, songs on like Space Jam and, you know, all these uh, office Christmas party and stuff. So it's like, but I think what happens is you're out there jam, you're out there just hitting the hitting the clubs, you're doing your thing, and you're making money, and then and then out of nowhere you get an opportunity to drop something on a soundtrack, and then you're just like, oh, I can buy that second house and not worry about money ever again. So <laughs> it's it's this thing that happens, and so I see, I think guys like this, like the Struts or Gary Clark, guys that are big, but they're still you know not household names, but they're appro- you know people appreciate them, and then you know they pop a song on a movie. And a kid's movie is interesting because it's like it's just kind of one of these things where you don't realize how much good music is happening in in kind of children movie soundtracks, you know, and it kind of makes you wonder, like, what are we missing? 
you know, because a lot of us don't think to go out and buy Toy Story, you know, Toy Story 2 or whatever. But it's probably some good music on there, you know, or, or whatever, you know, Pixar stuff or, you know, the soundtracks. So it just kind of made me want to just like search, you know, children music soundtracks and see what's out there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But uh, this song is great. This is also a cover. I didn't realize it. Um, oh, wow. This is two covers. Uh, yeah, two covers. I know I'm the worst. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know, you, you pick a song and then you like it and then you do a little more research. You're like, oh, I already picked the song. All right. But that's OK. But blues is a lot of covers. You know, blues, yeah. blues is mostly kind of, you know, somebody doing it another way and taking it and. You know, like Elvis took Hound Dog and thing and somebody, you know, it's that's what the blues is, really. It's just kind of everybody kind of like taking one song and making it theirs and passing it around. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's like I mean, I'm sure there's like 10 versions of, you know, the thrill is gone. You know, there's, yeah. And so this is Vehicle. Uh, it's a song from uh, American rock band uh, Ides of March. Mm -hmm. Um, lead singer, which is going to be interesting on this one. Uh, Jim uh, Pertiki, I think. Pertrike, Pertrell. Jim Pertrell, that's who it is. I can't read my own writing. But um, this, yeah, this is a good song. It's a good jamming kind of blues song. Um, you get to hear some Gary Clark Jr. riffs on it. Um, you know, I like what he's doing with this. I think it's just a good, solid blues, fun, upbeat kind of song. Um, interesting thing about this, this song was huge uh, in, you know, actually 1970, which it's all coming back full circle. Oh, and full so circle. this is a number one, number two in the top, uh, 100 um, songs and all that stuff uh, on the charts or whatever. And uh, they were considered kind of a one-hit wonder, this Ides of March. And the lead singer, Jim Perrell, um, left the band and started a new band called Survivor. Oh, and, wow. Uh, then he became another uh, one-hit wonder. <laughs> <laughs> Eye of the Tiger. All right. So that was a very... Uh, Kind of, you know, it's funny that he's like known as the one hit one. And then he goes and nobody knows Survivor except for Ice Tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the man can't catch a break, but he's, but he made a lot of banks. So I don't feel bad for him. But you know what uh, yeah. I read about, yeah. I, I, what I read about Eye of the Tiger is that uh, they were, the, the band was supposed to write two songs and, uh, and then uh, Sylvester Stallone was going to pick one for the movie. And okay. they spent, they had, I don't know, they had a couple of weeks to work on the songs. They spent all the time working on some other song. And then like the day before, they were like, oh, we, we, we need a whole other song. Mm. And then they quickly wrote and recorded Eye of the Tiger. And now it's the one that got picked. Interesting. Yeah, it's amazing how like you just don't know. You know, the one you're just kind of like slapping together to get it. Yeah. So because of the contract. <laughs> yeah. They needed two to present and they yeah. only had one. I don't know and what then, I don't know what ever happened with the other one. Yeah. No, it's yeah. It's, you know, it's I mean, it's a hell of a song. I mean, every time Classic. I hear it, yeah. I want to fight somebody. I <laughs> I'm fight you every time. <laughs> it's always me. I don't know. <laughs> just you. Just you, Anthony. Just got that face you want to punch. <laughs> That's true. I do. 
So, um, what'd you think, Anthony? Took a little Gary Clark Jr. I liked it. Yeah, it was it was fun. I uh, I guess I should have realized that it was a cover because I I was looking for it and I I was finding the other mm. Ides of March or whatever, and I was like, yeah, that doesn't seem right. I listened to a little bit of it and then I clicked on something from the Minions soundtrack <laughs> and I was like, oh, this sounds like the same song. I don't know. Uh, but I guess it was. Uh, I guess it was just a really good cover. They're they're yeah. very close, but I I like that it's a, a sort of slightly updated sound. Yeah, you know his blues, uh, his guitar is a little more updated, and his voice, you know, it's not it's a little more up. I guess it's not as you know grog groggly as you know some of these you know blues guys. But yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know. It just kind of it's an updated version of blues, and yeah. I like it. It's faster. It's a little faster. You know, I thought it was cool. I yeah, I, I, I would cool. I would listen to more. I'm I'm yeah. not familiar with Gary Clark Jr. But oh, he's fantastic. I, he does um uh come together like for this actually another soundtrack for I think it was Suicide Squad and it's uh, oh, nice. uh come together. His come together mm -hmm. is fantastic. It's really good. I gotta it's check like, it out. A lot of effects and stuff, like crazy guitar work. Really good. Uh, Adam. So. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I, I enjoy Gary Clark Jr.'s uh, music. And uh, at first I was kind of surprised when, I mean, not that you picked Gary Clark Jr., but that this was off of a, a Minion soundtrack. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised too. I mean, you know, I was looking for some something new that, you know, <laughs> would go with B.B. Uh, King. But but now that I'm looking at the Minion soundtrack, I kind of want to listen to it. I mean, it's... it's uh, what else is on there? All right, so we got uh, Turn Up the Sunshine with Diana Ross and Tame Impala. Okay, uh, so they're, they're basically they're all doing a uh, 70s hits here. Uh, Shining okay. Star, Brittany Howard uh, from Alabama Shakes. Nice. Uh, St. Vincent doing Funky Town. <laughs> Got um, that's fun. The Fly Like an Eagle by Thundercat. Oh, uh, OK. I'm into that. There's uh, a Phoebe Bridgers doing Goodbye to Love. Uh, let's see. So uh, why a band we covered recently, Wise Blood, uh, doing um, You're No Good. Oh, I love that song. Oh, okay. You're no good, you're no good, baby. baby you're, you're no, no good. good. Yeah, I think I think there's. Uh, I'm Real telling harmony. you, I think that's gonna be. I might maybe that'll be the next one. Um, I'll just uh, try to find a children's soundtrack movie. Ooh, yeah. I think I already know what I'm okay. gonna do. But don't tell us. I'm not gonna tell you, but I think week. I already know. Okay, I'm excited for you. Oh, I got one. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fight? Do it. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was got to fight at the airport. I was like, I was, you know, I had a horrible time getting back and I was, you know, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like, I hate DFW airport. It's the worst airport on the planet. And it's cause they always drop you off somewhere that you can't get to your gates. I've missed like five flights oh, yeah. and then they always want to check your luggage. And so, you know, you check your bag that they, we got to wait for your bag to get, you know, then you got to, the plane has to land. Then you get, they get, get the bags and then you got to pull it, put it out. And it's, it's just, it's a nightmare. And so I was freaking out. I was about to miss my flight. I'm coming out the thing. And I'm like, oh, really? Now I got to wait for my bags. This guy, I'm talking to this, this girl, and we're talking about flights. I go, I missed five flights. Yeah, I go, well, I don't really book my flights. Other people book them. And so, and so this guy chimes in. He's like, oh, you don't book your flights? Well, I book my, I, I book my own flights. And I was just like, okay. I go, I guess you're cooler than me. And he goes, well, yeah, well, you should have been a boat captain. And I was like, shut the, you know, and then I just start flipping. Off. I start mocking this guy. I go, I'm sorry, I'm not a boat captain. Where's the boat? <laughs> and I'm with an airplane. And I started just going off. And it's like, <laughs> this girl's like holding me back like it was this whole thing 
almost beat up this guy. It was crazy. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, good luck with Trump. And then I just like walked. It was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty risky saying that in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry I shared that with you guys. But no, I, um, I love that story. But we do. So, yeah. Well, all right. Who's next? What do we got? Uh, Adam, what's your new song? All right. So um, so this is a band that um, uh, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I was looking for some new music and uh, came across this band, Special Interest. There's a, they're a four piece band uh, from uh, New Orleans. And uh, this this album, just this album is called Endure. It just came out um, to came out two weeks ago. It was getting tons of critical acclaim. And I decided I throw the I throw the uh, album on and one of the it's one of those albums that just clicks, at least where where uh, I think the last one for me was either Bartiz Strange, uh, Live Forever or um, uh, Black Midi Cavalcade. One of those ones that instantly it's over and you're like, I want to put this back on and listen to it again. And um, so I was pretty excited, actually, after hearing this album. Uh, the song I picked from it is Herman's House, which um, so th- this band is a they, they're described as a kind of dance punk, no wave band. And um, so no wave kind of encompasses um, uh, noise, noise rock, art rock, punk rock. Uh, it's mostly like a kind of uh, and disco disco also. And they have some songs on there that have this disco vibe to it. And, and, and uh, you know, it's kind of no wave kind of rejects the traditional rock structures um and uh, so I picked this song, Herman's House, because I, I felt like it was a good representation of this album. And um, it is, I mean, first, just this, this, it has this kind of industrial baseline to it that, um, you know, there's just, there's, there's so much going on, but you have that going throughout, you have the piano going, but then you have this dance, um, you know, you have this dance melody, you have um, the, the lead singer, um, Ellie Logout, just, you know, all, you know, all great voice and just alternating between, um, I don't even know how to, to compare it, but, but, um, but, but basically that this whole, this whole song is, um, about, um, I gotta just quickly look this up, uh, about, uh, Herman Wallace, who was wrongfully imprisoned for 40 years. He was a, a black activist that was wrongfully imprisoned for 40 years. And during that time he was placed in solitary confinement in like a little six by nine, room and at one point uh i think over the course of 10 years uh, he was uh corresponding with a um an artist who asked what would be your ideal home um so the and eventually it became a book called uh, the house that herman built um and so this song is about and and a lot of times they use the word endure that's the title of the the album but also um you know it's about enduring like how how do you have that strength to kind of go through this horrible ideal and still hold some kind of optimism, like being able to build this house, kind of build this dream. And, uh, and that's what this is. This is, um, you know, it's, it's a dance punk song about, um, you know, kind of holding on to your dreams or building your dreams during this oppression or during, um, you know, these difficult times. And I mean, I just think it's catchy. I think that this is a song that, um, yeah, I, I feel like this song could be huge if it was a, uh, you know, a, uh, um, you it know, was there on was the a minion soundtrack. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's. They, I think they, it's they just were that... stepping up, Anthony. I, <laughs> I encourage all of it. Right. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, no, this is good. I I felt like um yeah, I need to get I need to listen to the song again. Like I was, you know, when you you know when you're trying to get ready for the show and you're like, all right, this song. It was it seemed like it was definitely I didn't get all the depth and all that stuff. It's interesting though the yeah. backstory of all that. I think it kind of takes it to another level, but it's definitely you always. What's what I appreciate about you, Adam? It's like you always, you know, pick you know musicians that kind of incorporate so many different genres and new stuff and kind of you know art house things and you know different kinds you know of music in 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 kind of like reinventing stuff so it's really i felt like this kind of what's happening with this band i'm sure it'll get more and more popular no you know it's like we need something new you know everything sounds the same so i think this is definitely a new sound that um well, i liked it that was good yeah i think uh what's interesting too is uh, i was reading about some of their influences and uh you know they're they go they're connected very much to like the older punk uh um kind of like the older punk scene but they also are very big into nina simone at the same time they're into nine inch nails and you can see like nice. there's all these nice. interesting um there's one song on it called curtis radio that does sound like it could be nina simone fronting joy division and oh, it's fantastic. and um but there's um there's such a uniqueness too to all how layered their songs are um you know there's there's a uh, uh, this the song uh, I think it's called Love Scene. That's one of the most unique songs I've heard this year, and um, it's just a great like it's a. I actually earlier when we were talking about Minutemen, uh, um, this ain't no picnic. They have a song in it called Foul, which is the same, which is similar. It's it's them shouting out, um, kind of how crushing work is, and there is the the angle of racism in there, and it's just this really incredible kind of punk song. Yeah, no, it's great. I've definitely this is um, music I would like to, you know. I've be, I've you're the probably the one person on here. I've actually and Anthony as well. Never Jeff, but I've bought some <laughs> of the albums that you've that you that you showcased. So, well, Anthony a, got me into the Breeders, and so that was like a whole thing. But, uh, <laughs> but for you, it's been a couple of different albums, you know. So it's great. Um, what was that band that you got me into? That um, Black uh, Midi. Yes, Black Midi. That's yeah. I have two of their albums. I need, you know, it's like it just. I felt like you know, it's music that you. I feel similar in the sense of you know, kind of just taking a bunch of different sounds and making a difference. Good shit. All right, so we got to wrap it up. Let's go, Anthony. What you got? What's your new song, man? Didn't oh, see yeah. this coming. <laughs> uh, <it> is, <laughs> I picked. Uh, I picked a song off of the new Lizzo album. Um, <laughs> This song is called uh, The Sign. Uh, it's the first song on the album. Um, I, I love the whole album. I, I would have picked, a, if we were picking albums from this year, I would have I picked this one. Really? Uh, there's not a bad song on this album. It's start, start to finish. It's just, it's fun. It mixes like dance music and disco and all kinds of they there's they sample she samples a uh, a Beastie Boys song on one of the uh, on one of the songs on here, um, but this one I, I just thought it was a fun it's like you know the opening was a, it's a hi motherfucker did you miss me mm -hmm. that's the that's the way you start an album right <laughs> you know because the first one was a, she had that was a big album her first one and she took she took some time uh, at the end of the album she has a little message to her fans. Mm -hmm. um where she's just talking and she says that she wrote like i don't know like 150 songs in between albums wow and she just wanted to make sure that 
this album was as as good as it could be and she was get, wanted to give the best quality product to her, her to her fans and um so i just i like this song i think it's a, it's a perfect way to start start the album and the whole rest of the album is great it's just it's, it's kind of non-stop fun and i like that some of her lines are funny throughout like on, on this song and just all throughout the album she's a, you know a little bit of humor and um she's great and she plays the flute. <laughs> a little Can't Jethro Tull. A little Jethro yeah. Tull. Yeah. 150 songs. Jeez, was she Prince? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, yeah. Like, how did you just like get into Lizzo? Like, I don't even understand that. <laughs> well, how do you uh, go from Black Flag to Lizzo? I like, know. How's this happening? Well, mostly, uh, Amber, my wife. Okay. Uh, she was. She liked the first album, and I mean, I had heard of Lizzo, but I, sure. I didn't really seek out. I don't seek out a lot of new music, really. So, uh, so she was playing the you know tracks from the first album gotcha. at that time, and then this one came out this year, and um, so we were uh, we were listening to it, and I, I like it a lot. I think nice. It's, so it's kind of like a Stockholm syndrome. Like you couldn't, you, know, you were just there and you, you were listening and eventually you're like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, I forced myself. To, to... Now, I think she's probably the most important, you know, role model for you know, young people right now. You know, I've, I love everything that she represents, which is just kind of the swag and love yourself and badass yeah. attitude. You know, it's kind of like she's kind of Nicki Minaj done right, you know? And yeah, I feel, yeah. Like if Nikki started out like this and then kind of went into this whole other kind of circus thing that she's doing. But I feel, you know, Lizzo, like definitely she goes at her haters and she goes at, you know, people and, and, and she does. She does have a lot of humor, I think. And I think uh, good. Yeah. I think good hip hop has some humor into it or she's a combination of a lot of sounds. But I would say mostly hip hop, I guess, uh, R&B, hip hop, something. But um, but I like it. It's fun. I like the you know the song. I like you know I like her too. Whenever I hear it, it's like it's not something I'm going to go out of my way for. You yeah. know, uh, my uh, you know common law wife, I'll call her. You know, she <laughs> Leah. She uh, she loves her too. And I think it's a lot of women. You know, it's kind of like it's 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 the one that the women are drawn to. Kind of her swag and who she is and what she you know what she spits yeah. out there is like it's good shit and it's good and it's good music. It's like it's produced really well. It is but, really uh, good. You yeah. should check out the whole album. It's, it's yeah, I, great. I, it's I might. Great. I probably won't, but I, I might. <laughs> um, I, you know, I don't have a vagina, but it's good though. <laughs> it's it's good. I appreciate it. I it's kind of the music when it's on. I'll appreciate it. I don't know if I'm yeah. going to. I might. I might. I mean, you know, it's good. It's good. I'm I don't sure, even I, listen to new music, and I'm 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 telling you, this. Is I'm good. sure it's good. I and I've heard some good music from her and the, the Leah plays, but I'm not. You know, it's just not my thing. It's like, but it doesn't have to be my thing. It's your thing. That's fine. You can you can like it. I don't have to like it. It's still. I don't. I don't no, not you like must. it. You must. I don't not. <laughs> I will, I will fight you. All right, make me a mixtape. Make me a Lizzo mixtape. That's okay. not. That's right. not. That's not the uh, gayest thing ever. All right. Um, we love gay people on the show, everybody. Um, anyway, uh, so Adam, <laughs> you a Lizzo guy? What's going on here? Uh, I, I mean, I, I've tried. I mean, you know what? I've I've tried to listen to her before. There's there's some songs that uh, I haven't really listened to much of her, but. Um, the, the songs I have listened to, I, I like, and I thought this song was really catchy. Um, it it kind of reminded me of Taylor Swift's Shake It Off, but edgier and funnier. Um, mm. I mean, I, 
you know, lines like I've been twerking and making smoothies. Like I, you know, I, I think, I like um, that. that's great. Line. I, yeah, I think, um, I, I think I definitely have to give this album a listen to, uh, just to see if, um, I'll, if I'm convert to being a Lizzo fan and, um, you know, I've, <laughs> you know what? We'll all go to a concert together and right. we'll see what happens. I would see her. I, I know would you see would. Her live. We know, we know, we know you would. <laughs> I'm buying tickets tonight. I, if you buy tickets, I'll definitely go. Just to make just to make Leah mad, she'd be like, "What? <laughs> You're going to Lizzo? What? You don't even you don't even know who that is? I heard a little. Anthony's ex- ex- exploring, helping me out. Yeah, we're figuring it out." You should take me to Lizzo just so I can have that conversation with Leah. <laughs> be like, I love her dances. Yeah, she dances, and she, you know, she loves her body, and she's, you know, plus size, and it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for America, you know. Girls like that, you know, kind of like breaking it open, changing yeah. the mold, if you will. Yeah. Very cool. And, uh, Adam, can you give us two songs from the list, or do you have to? Do you have that research available to you? Uh, yeah. Like, top one hundred, just... top five hundred, or one hundred? What are we doing? All right, so we got the uh, we're going back to the consequence of sound uh, top 100 albums ever uh, list, and we were on uh, number 76, The Smiths, The Queen Is Dead. Ah, uh, what an album! Changed my high school experience. Uh, does that have that... Panic on it? Yes. The song Panic. I think so. Right. That I love that song. I don't really like The Smiths, but I love that song. Yeah, Smiths are great. You know. I mean, I don't like Morsi by himself, but I like the smell. Oh, yeah. Thing. He's a little whiny for me by himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I guess a terrible person, it seems. I mean, who's not? Everybody's, <laughs> yeah. everybody's, everybody's got a little Ellen DeGeneres in us. <laughs> Did you see? I think it was uh, two nights ago. He cut short a concert because it was too cold. Or he was too cold. Morsi? Morsi. I love that. <laughs> nobody had like a nobody had a cardigan on hand. Like, right. That's that's insane. That makes me like him more. I love that. That's just so bitchy rock star. I love bitchy rock star. It's it's just funny to me. Really? You're gonna cancel because you're cold? Nobody right. give him a leather jacket? Like what's, who's in his, who's in his crew? Like who's who's produce, that that's their problem. That's cr- hilarious. All right. All right. So, so we, got, we got we got number seventy five, uh Janelle Monet, Dirty Computer. No idea what that is. Don't act like you do, Anthony. You don't I think I remember the <laughs> album cover, but I, I don't think I've ever heard I don't think All I've right. ever heard it. All right, thank you. Thank you for not making that up. Anyway, next. All right, so we got uh <laughs> at seventy four. <laughs> we got uh Bob Dylan, Highway sixty one revisited. Nice, Bobby D. Bobby D. What I don't know are, what album that what is. What songs are on that one, you know? It's got uh, Ballad of a Thin Man, Desolation Row. Oh. Right. Okay. Um, that has, I'm trying to remember which other ones were on there. That's great. Excellent. Here's another one. Here's another one. I got a, I know a bunch of songs, but I never, it's so daunting to try to get into Dylan. Yeah, I have the, the greatest hits, the one with the blue, you know, kind of fade out light on him you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah it's like yeah the, i have that's and that's a great place to start i think and then and then when you when you like a song and then you can just be like oh maybe i'll check out that album from that song you know yeah, yeah. well so, highway 61 had uh yeah. probably his biggest uh song like a rolling stone to start oh, the album oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. fantastic yeah this this that's has all that on there the yeah. greatest hits thing 
Greatest hits is like I, I think it's 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 all sometimes when you you like an artist, it's a good place to start because then you can just you know then you can buy the albums. You know, it's yeah. like you buy the first one and, and then you kind of like branch out. Awesome guys, thank you for uh, listening to Dustin's Vinyl. Please go to our YouTube page and follow us. We need the follow and we love you. And uh, please feel free to interact with us on our Facebook pages and all the stuff that we're on that I'm not updating. So <laughs> I will, I will get back to, I will, I'm going to hire somebody, but, uh, here we are. And, uh, you know, please support the, uh, vinyl record stores and, uh, thank you everybody. And Anthony play us out, baby. Woo! Yay.